0: Fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. We are now switching gears. We're going to talk about your money. Do you have a will that's in good order? Even if you do, if you even if you have your executors and your beneficiaries in place, there might be something that you haven't thought of probate probate is a process that that confirms executor authority to distribute the assets of a deceased's estate the government charges a fee for this and that fee probate now averages one and a half percent of the entire estate the good news is that not all assets are subject to to probate, and you can arrange things to minimize this. I'm here with Jason Laidler. He heads the Investment and Tax Planning Department at AvoidProbate.ca. Jason, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks. We'll be happy to be here.
1: Okay. So, uh, first of all, um, what do you have to make sure uh, in your uh, assets that you know which ones uh, are subject to probate and which ones are
2: not? Well, that's the uh, $60,000 question. Most people with investments don't realize which of their investments will be probated and which ones will not be probated. And that's part of the message we're trying to share and educate people on that.
1: Okay. So what are the assets that are subject to probate?
2: Any non-registered investments at the bank will be probated, assuming they're not jointly held. So anything that's just in mom's name or just in dad's name solely, which is not part of a RSP or a RIF or a TFSA or any other type of registered investment, all of those accounts will be probated and they will be frozen for some period of time during that probate process.
1: Can't you avoid probate by naming a beneficiary?
2: You can. That's one of the ways we recommend people avoid the probate. The problem with that, though, is you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank.
1: Okay. Um, uh, So uh, you have to make sure, first of all, which of your assets are subject to probate and which are not subject to uh, probate. So, um, um, uh, And then there's the question of whose name is on the assets. I mean, I know that one of the things that that people do, especially uh, if they understand that uh, uh, their life might not be that long, is that they start adding their beneficiaries uh, to the paperwork. So, for instance, uh, if you're leaving your house to one person, rather than waiting till after you go, you just make them a joint owner, and uh, that will uh, relieve a lot of the stress of of passing it on to them.
2: Um, That's the thinking, often. Often is the case that uh, people think they're solving problems by adding joint owners. They're, we're talking about adult children being added uh, on title of investment accounts or the principal residence, for example. But our experience, and uh, most experts in the field will tell you, that that often creates more problems than it solves. Uh, two of the main problems right away that we see on a regular basis involve ownership challenges. And I can expand on that if you, if you like. But there can be ownership challenges and there can be unforeseen tax problems and tax liabilities. Because now the tax burden needs to be shared amongst all of the new owners. And that very often doesn't happen.
1: Okay. Uh, What if you have just one owner, if you're passing it on to one person as opposed to multiple persons?
2: Yeah, but if if mom owns the house, let's say, and she adds one adult child onto the title of that house, now there's two owners, and mom has just taken a big risk of losing her principal residence exemption on that house because she doesn't own it solely anymore. Not just that, if the adult child who is now on title has their own house... They may risk losing their principal exemption on their property. So joint ownership very much often creates more problems than it solves in our experience. Mm-hmm. We, we, we discourage it every chance we get. Oh. Instead, power of attorney is a more productive and powerful tool instead of joint ownership. It lets you do what you want, what you want the joint ownership to do, but it avoids the problems.
1: And, and how so?
2: Because if, if an elderly parent, for example, uh, needs help looking after the assets and the portfolio and, and the house, uh, by giving power of attorney to one or more of her children, they can now step in and they can work with the bank and they, can, they have the power to look after mom's affairs, but they're not joint owners. So they can still take care of mom's affairs without complicating things with joint ownership.
1: Mm-hmm. But but that doesn't take care of
2: the probate issue. It, you're right. It doesn't. So that's why we recommend other solutions besides joint ownership. I mean, sometimes, sometimes probate can't be avoided, but sometimes it's really easy to avoid it, like on the non-registered accounts at the bank. The house, we don't worry too much about the house itself because the house isn't going to be sold in three days. You know, it's going to be cleaned out and painted and listed and... That's different than having the bank freeze a bank account for 10 months or, or more. So if we have to pay the probate on the house, that's one thing. But it's very different than having a, a, a bank account frozen for 10 months.
1: Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out again uh, if people have questions about probate and how to avoid it and how to arrange your will in the best way to uh, make sure that you don't pay any more fees and any more taxes than you absolutely have to, or at least your beneficiaries don't. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And I am here talking about probate and how to avoid it with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. So I'm looking at a list here of assets that are excluded from uh, probate. And it's interesting real estate outside Ontario is excluded, Canada Pension Plan death benefits are excluded, and assets that pass outside of the estate including things that are jointly owned, but you say there are problems with doing that.
2: Absolutely. And so that, that's, that's a good list of things that avoid probate. Um, assets that pass outside of the estate is one of the key solutions for us because that's where the beneficiary comes in. If, if an account has a beneficiary on it, it does bypass the estate, and so it bypasses the probate. And I want to emphasize the, the, the worst part about probate for most people isn't the 1.5% fee. One and a half percent works out to about 15000 per million dollars of, of estate. The worst part is that as of January 1, 2015, the province changed the rules for filing the probate applications, and it became more onerous, of course. They didn't make it easier, that's for sure. So now there's new paperwork, new filing requirements, and all of that requires usually legal help. So more legal fees, more delays. That's where we want to help people as much as we can. Not so much with the probate, although there are people who say, I don't want to pay one dime of probate if I can avoid it, so be it. But but really what we're trying to do is help people skip the process so that the kids normally aren't waiting, frustrated, driving to the lawyers, driving to the accountants, filing paperwork, uh, dealing with frozen bank accounts.
1: Uh, and there's a time limit to to file this paperwork, which shows the assets that have to be probated. And uh, it's, as you mentioned, it's it's not that simple.
2: No, it's not simple. (laughs) And not only is it not simple, I mean, the new form that uh, came into effect on January 2015 is a seven-page government document, which most people are not going to complete on their own because it's full of government speak and, and whatnot. And once it's filed... You know, it's very often the case where paperwork gets filed and then something else gets discovered. Oh, I didn't know mom had that account at that other bank. Yeah. Or that other insurance policy gets discovered. Now you've got 30 days to refile the whole thing, pay the lawyer all over again, more delays, more red tape. If anybody can avoid that stuff, you're crazy not to do it.
1: Okay. Here's another thing that I think is, is a good idea for everybody, and this is people who have their will and uh, – I can't say that I've done this not yet, but keep a list of everything that you had I know my 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 mother, who was so considerate i mean she was really sick, and she had when we when she was better she she tried to show us this stuff, and we didn't want to talk about it, but she had a list with everything and where it was and when it matured and all of that stuff. And if you can have that for your kids, you're going to save them a a lot of grief. We uh, have uh, callers who are lined up with questions. Let's go to Jen in Pickering. Hi, Jen. Hi. Um,
3: The quick question, is the TFSA subject to probate fees?
2: The quick answer is no, it's not because the TFSA should have a beneficiary on it. It doesn't mean that it does. Some right, people you- some people drop the ball on that and don't don't name one, but you can.
3: Okay, all right, that's fine. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Oh, you're welcome. That's a quick answer. So uh make sure that where they say beneficiary that the you do not have it listed as the estate. Yeah. thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Let's go to uh Marion in Etobicoke. Hi Marion. Hi
3: there. Could you please tell me, and I realize there's a cost to it, if switching to segregated funds with your children helps avoid probate and, not, and when you don't want to have joint ownership?
2: The short answer to that question is yes, it does, and that is our favorite solution to solve this problem with these non-registered accounts.
3: So you just go to your accountant and, and you do that?
2: Well, you need a licensed advisor to do that transfer for you.
3: Okay. And is there a list that you can get online somewhere of showing all the things you need upon a person's death?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, lots of financial institutions provide these checklists. Um, There's lots of them online. You'll find one very easily.
3: What? the, The... The... the answer I mean we have a financial planner so we get it from him or can we get it online
1: you can get it online there are all kinds of them online if you Google Ontario probate um, you will get more information than you ever want you have to you have to wade through it but but it's all there including you know the list of the assets what's okay, what's included thanks. what's included.
3: Now, are segregated funds costly to switch? Does it depend on your value of your estate, of course?
2: Well, it could cost nothing to switch over to segregated funds. I'm not sure I understand your question. Um it could I cost I thought there was a cost to it. To well
1: there are fees accident. on the funds. You have to check the, the the management fees. Sometimes there there's a fee when you buy it. Uh, a lot of funds have uh, fees back at backloaded fees, There are fees when you sell it. And a lot of the fees are pretty high. So you have to check that.
2: Oh, no. Yep, yeah, your your financial advisor should be able to answer all those questions for you.
1: Great. Okay Good topic, thanks oh, for your help. You're very welcome, Marion uh, and uh, Jason, um, before we go to break and we have other callers waiting, we are going to take your calls. Can you explain uh, why you like those segregated funds?
2: Because the SEG funds, unlike the regular mutual funds or unlike the GICs, which all these senior citizens seem to be in love with for some reason I've never understood, the SEG funds, they can provide guarantees like the GICs, and they can allow you to put the beneficiary on and avoid the probate on a non-registered account.
1: Okay. And uh do some of those some of those funds have heftier fees than something that would be a low
2: fee kind of a fund. Some of them do depending on how much of the guarantee you want to add to the investment portfolio. Okay. So the, the guarantees come with a cost for sure. But some people they they're okay with that extra cost because now they can sleep at night knowing that their money has guarantees on it.
1: Okay. Um and just before we go to break explain how those guarantees
2: work. Okay. Um for example, there's something called a death benefit guarantee, so I can assure the investor that no matter what happens, if we, if we have a little bit of market exposure with the investments and it happens to be dipping down when they pass away, because of the death benefit guarantee that we put on it, the insurance company will top up that investment so that the beneficiaries get 100% of what was in there initially. So there's no risk of losing your capital.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. I am here with Jason Laidler, and he heads the investment and tax planning department at avoidprobate.ca. We're taking your calls and questions on how to minimize the probate that you have to pay and how to make the whole thing a smoother process. Uh, let's go to Beverly in Bellwood. Hi, Beverly. Hello.
3: Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Um, my, my question is, uh, when your child lives in the U.S., how does uh, that go with probate? Well,
2: um, well Be- Beverly, um, you're, you're in Canada, right? You're yes. In, so it's all about you. And so it, it's about your residence. So wherever you reside, those are the rules and regulations that will apply.
3: Um, so if, um, if the, that's the only child and uh, they're the beneficiary, is there no charges to, to them?
2: Your estate will be processed like anybody else's estate in Ontario. It's really irrelevant where the child lives. Your estate's going to be taxed and probated in Ontario like everybody else's will in Ontario.
1: I see. And uh, do you know? Does the U.S. charge any kind of extra tax, or that's just no, a gift?
2: No, absolutely not. So you know, everybody's inheritance is a tax-free gift. So once the taxman has their pound of flesh in Ontario and, <laughs> and, and, and CRA, and you know the probate's paid and all the everything, all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, and there's whatever left over and it's bequeathed to somebody, that's a tax-free. Gift, no oh, matter, no matter where they live.
3: Yeah, I thought there'd be some charge um, with um, it, for them taking the money to the U.S. Um, no, so, no, would be a gift. the The inheritance would be like a gift. That's right. Them? That's right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're, welcome. You're very
1: welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, Frank in Toronto. Bye-bye. Hi, Frank. Hi. Good
4: uh, afternoon. Okay. you call me about children of uh, that are separated and divorced how they can protect themselves, and are they protected from them receiving any funds. It all hang up because it's noisy.
1: Because it's very noisy, yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Jason?
2: Uh, I'm not sure I understood Frank's question. If he's talking about ch- the, the risk of children's marriage failing... Or
1: if they're already separated and divorced, how do they... Uh, I mean, my understanding is that even if you're married... An inheritance is something that is not considered marital property.
2: That's right. Unless, and here's a big word for you, unless it gets commingled. So if you do receive inheritance um, and you're married and you keep that inheritance to yourself and you don't use it to make mortgage payments or to take the family to Disneyland and things like that, you don't mix up the money, you don't commingle it, then it is uh, separate. separate. It remains a separate asset.
1: Right. Yeah. And but the minute you take that money from your inheritance and you put it in the marital home, it's marital property. But if if uh, presumably if the kids are already separated and divorced, uh, they're going to keep the money separate.
2: That's right. Yeah. If they're already separate, separated, it's a non-issue.
1: Okay, yep. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, the inheritance is about the only asset that you can uh, really keep away from a, <laughs> a spouse or a, fail, a failed marriage. A yes. failed marriage, yes. Okay. Well, I guess for a lot of people, uh, that's good news. Uh, let's go to Agnes
5: in Etobicoke. Hi. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. I would like to know how to eliminate probate. Because the house is going to be sold and the money is going to be given to charity.
2: Well, probate only takes effect upon someone's death. Yes. So if you're alive and you sell your house... No, no,
5: n- I'm going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I guess you are one day. But, but if you sell the house before that happens...
5: No, I'm not going to do that. It's just going to be sold after my death.
2: Well, then it will be probated. I mean, there are ways to avoid it, but uh, they involve trusts, and it's usually not worth it because of the cost of setting up a trust for for a house. Um,
5: so, how can I do it so the charity gets the money?
2: Well, not l- the government? remember, it's only one and a half percent.
5: Well, one and a half percent of a house today is a lot of money.
2: You're right; it's fifteen thousand per million. Yeah. But if it's sold as part of an estate, it's going to be probated unless well, even if it's jointly held, you're going to sell the whole thing. So really, I can't, I can't see any way you're going to avoid the probate in this situation.
5: No way at all, eh? What if I just leave it to um, a relative and let them, uh, well, they would have to have probate too, I guess it wouldn't be. Okay, so what if I don't leave it to charity? And what if I leave it to a couple of relatives? They still have to pay probate, eh? That's right.
2: That's right. In fact, yeah, there's no other way that I can think of to avoid the probate in your situation.
5: Oh, okay. Sorry but about the, that. But the stocks I don't have to worry about because I've signed them off already. They just have to be, after I'm dead, taken. Um, what
2: do you mean you've signed them off? Pardon? What does that mean? You've signed them off?
5: I've um, written the name of the charity on the back of the certificates and had my signature witness, but there's no date on. They'll wait till I'm dead and then take them and get them transferred over.
2: They'll be probated as well if uh, if you're the sole owner on those stocks and they're non-registered, they will be part of the probate.
5: Well, they're they're registered to me. I've got certificates. What do you mean uh, not? Are they in in an RSP or a RIF? No, no, they're they're in certificates. I bought them in certificate form.
2: They're going to be probated as well.
5: Is is there no way around that?
2: Well, there is a way around it. um, But you would have to do something with the stocks and alter the investment structure and put a beneficiary on it, which you can do. And that's what we do. Which
5: also might cost some money. Aren't the charities that I've got on the back beneficiaries?
2: Yep, but they they get their inheritance after the dust is settled. And part of settling that dust involves dealing with probate first.
5: Uh, but the thing is, uh, the conservative government said that the um, stocks aren't going to be taxed. Remember, you can give to charity without uh, your uh, stocks being taxed.
2: But you're talking about income tax, and that's a different animal.
5: Well, it's still a tax if they're going to go through probate.
2: Well, that's... you. I don't disagree. The, the The province doesn't want to call it a tax. In, in Ontario, we don't have a quote-unquote death tax like they have in the States, but they have this administration fee known as probate that you, you, some people will call a tax.
5: So do you mean that the charities are going to have to pay that? If I have them um, on my death taken to the transfer agents and have them uh, signed over, they're going to have to pay probate?
1: Your estate will have to pay probate. Now, Jason was explaining that there are certain kinds of assets. If you buy these segregated funds that are run by insurance companies, but what it means is that you have to sell the things you have now. Uh, you may have to pay fees to do that, and then you would have to get another asset, which may also involve fees, and the fee- you have to check to see if the uh, if if what you the amount of money that you're trying to avoid paying to the government is going to be worth the amount of money that you are going to have to pay to change over your assets
5: and I thought that all of these stocks were protected from the government by they're
1: protected from the federal government they're not pre- protected from your Ontario government when you die jeez.
5: Well, I didn't know that. Well, I, I learned a lot this morning. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Talk to you're, a
2: financial advisor.
1: You're oh, very please. welcome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Let, bye-bye. bye-bye. Let's go to uh, Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan, and we don't have very much time oh, left. Please. I've, I've got,
4: I'm just going to ask them. Um, our home is in in both our names. Uh, is is it protected? And, um, husband my and belo- wife? Uh, our belongings are just going to be willed to family and there's m- no money involved at all. We don't have any uh, GICs or any of that kind of stuff.
2: Well, I'm assuming you're talking about husband and wife. And yes. if that's the case, you know, on the first passing, there's, there's nothing to worry about. But on the second passing, um, the second death, there will be probate to settle the estate.
4: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll have to let my husband know that because we don't have any money. I don't know how the heck they're going to get any money out of us.
1: Well, who are you going to leave your house to after the second spouse passes on?
4: Um, what do you think is a good idea? We were uh, also thinking about um, donating it uh, for, like for uh, a charity as well.
1: Well, that that's a lovely thing to do if uh, there isn't anyone you want to leave it to. But uh, when that happens, there there will be probate on it. Oh, for goodness' but, sake! But the surviving spouse won't have to worry about that's staying right. in the home or the probate. Yeah, and you, yeah, the, <laughs> neither of you will have to worry about the probate. Be somebody else's problem. And do you have an executor?
4: No. Well, <laughs> I don't even have a will done up
1: yet. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's you know what people. You don't want the government doing this for you, making these decisions for you. Everybody needs a will.
4: Yes, I'm. I'm going to go out and get get a couple, and uh, see about uh, you know getting uh, getting them done up.
2: It's a good idea. That's... Make sure you see a proper estate planning lawyer.
4: Oh, an estate planning lawyer. That's right. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, Joe.
1: Thanks, well, thanks very a much, lot, Libby.
4: You have a great uh, Canada Day, Canada Day weekend.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, uh, Jason. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, what would you like to leave us with, with all of this?
2: Quick tip for all the listeners: um, there are a lot of questions about the principal residence, and one thing we're seeing a lot of these days. Uh, it's amazing, but you know, 50 years ago, if mom and dad had been in the same house forever, and 50 years ago, when it was purchased by dad, typically, mom wasn't put on the title. She wasn't working. There was no reason to put her on the title. Now that dad's passing away, there's probate because mom's not on the title and the house is passing through dad's estate. It's not jointly held. And so mom has to spend 20 grand cash just to keep the house because she wasn't on title.
1: Well, I, I would hope that by now, in this day and age, uh, women are insisted to be the, t- the tenants and joint tenants on a house, and that's the first thing
2: to check. That's the advice. I mean, make sure that your parents are both on the title of their house, especially if they've been in it for a long time. <laughs> I, would, I would
1: hope that's already <laughs> happening, but if it's not happening, make sure that it happens. And, and people really, I know it's, it's, it's a hard thing to think about, but you need a will. Absolutely. And um, Jason, so you are from avoidprobate.ca and uh, people can go to your website and get in touch if they want more details on any of these things.
2: Of
0: course, there's a toll-free phone number as well. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.